And welcome back to Glitter Budget with your hosts, Anjanette. And Jess. And in today's episode, we are doing the movie 28 Days, which is much, much lighter than our last movie that we highlighted. Yes. Uh, so don't have to be all depressed. No. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we're continuing movies that highlight uh, mental health awareness and addiction recovery. So this was uh, on addiction recovery, 28 yeah. Days, based on... Uh, I think the I think it's an actual story. No, no, I'm making lies up. I no, as, as far as I know, I don't think it is. Um, it was directed by Betty Thomas and written by Susanna Grant, um, starring Sandra Bullock and Viggo Mortensen, Dominic West, Alan Tudyk, and Steve Buscemi. Yes, um, but I don't, to my knowledge, I don't think it was based off of anyone's specific experience um i know sandra bullock had spent some time in a rehab facility i think that's why i was getting confused and also girl interrupted which that was actually based on yeah um yeah and this is this movie is not to be confused with the zombie movie 28 days later yes two different films very very different this is 28 days and that's how long her stint was in rehab drug and alcohol rehab yes um I don't know. I mean, I liked it just because it does give a little bit of a lighter stance with it, but I think it gave a really good look at basically the stages of like, I don't have a problem, not yeah. taking it seriously, mm-hmm. to my life's a fucking wreck, and yes. reevaluating like your relationships and kind of what they really are, mm-hmm. um, all of which can be really, really difficult because like typically, like once you start to get clean, there are very few people that you still can be around. You know, most of the people that you've surrounded yourself with are still, like, either using or still very toxic. Um, And to stay clean, like, you need to cut those people out, which typically leaves you feeling pretty lonely. Yes. Um, I also thought it was, like, a pretty good indication of the different types of people that you can see in rehab. Mm-hmm. So it's not just people that have issues with um, drugs and alcohol. I think there was also, like, sex addiction that was in there as well. Yeah. And the, it was like a more modern or like updated facility than what was represented in Girl Interrupted. So um, they have men and women in this facility, and they yeah you are they did bunk people up like two people in a room or whatever, but yeah, um, which is common. Yeah, but they show the different ways that like they showed how they would do therapy, and they'd have. Um, like arts and crafts and stuff like that and just the the different chants and stuff that they would do because I think in a lot of different rehabs like what they kind of emphasize is finding a higher power. Yeah, a lot of it's um a lot of places are like twelve step based. Um, but I don't I mean currently I mean this movie was done like twenty years ago. So currently like twelve 20 steps years ago. I know. So don't, think, don't dwell on it. Okay. Don't dwell. Come back. Dwelling. Oh, Come okay, back sorry. to us. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, she's gone. <laughs> um, so now, like, I, 12 steps is still absolutely huge. And I think what's great about the 12 steps is you can apply it to really anything in your life. Um, but currently, like, you have Celebrate Recovery, Smart Recovery. Um, there's a couple different, like, models now that you can use. But really, it's just, it is. It's It's mainly about surrendering. You know, uh, accepting help and kind of getting out of your own way. Yeah. Like, just get out of your own way and accept the help and maybe just 
relinquish that control because clearly what you've been doing this long hasn't done you jack shit all good. Like. Yes. <laughs> and I, I kind of liked the way that in this movie they showed, um, I thought they did do a, a good job of showing that Sandra Bullock's character, um, like where where her traumas lies, like why why she did turn to drugs and alcohol to cope with the past that she had. Yeah. And um like and you see her slowly start to realize that okay, yeah, I I do have a problem. I didn't quite realize what I had done to the people in my life. Uh I didn't quite realize that what I was doing was not great cuz she didn't remember ruining like blackout her, drunk. <laughs> yeah, like she didn't remember ruining her sister's wedding and the toast that she gave as the maid of honor. <sighs> which um came out during a family session yeah so there was like where they the different patients would bring have their families come in and they would kind of discuss why certain habits that they had hurt their loved ones and stuff like that and i thought like critics wise didn't really review this movie very well um, there was a mix between, you know, you were making, like, too light out of it. We weren't really sure if this was supposed to be, like, a drama or a comedy. Um, I think some people felt that they didn't portray, like, her addiction as, I don't want to say severe enough, but, like, real enough. Which, like, I definitely argued a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think, especially when she gets to that point where she she throws the, is it the Percocets? Vicodin. Vicodin. She throws the Vicodin out the window. And when she gets to a point where she feels like I made this like like rewatching she, it, I was like, Oh, you're gonna regret that later. We've all tried that. <laughs> yeah, like she starts climbing out the window to try to get the this Vicodin and then she ends up having like a an air cast on her foot for the rest of the rest of her stay, really. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was like I don't know, like I said, for me personally, like I thought it was a really good representation of showing like how serious her alcoholism was like she gets hammered with her boyfriend the night before so she oversleeps and she's uh, made honor her sister's wedding for yeah. whatever reason like burns her bra- burns her bra off, like the night before because it like just fell into a candle like yeah complete mess like wakes up late enough where she could, can't even take a shower yeah and they have to take like what like two taxis a freaking train something else and like yeah. and they're getting shit-faced on the way there yeah like in the cab Mm-hmm. like the train car so she uh, like arrives already plastered yeah so um, falls into the wedding cake which was done like how many wedding cakes did they make for that like i think five or six yeah and they didn't <laughs> the uh i guess whoever made the cakes did not tell the director that in the one cake there are two wooden posts to make the cake stay up because it's you know it's a the tiered <laughs> wedding cake They're heavy and the luckily the stunt person did not get hurt but two wooden, essentially stakes, <laughs> to make sure that the uh, the cake stays upright and everything. Luckily, she did not get impaled. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so she, Sandra Bullock's character, I think her name is Gwen. Yeah. Gwen? Yeah. So Gwen falls into the cake, and she and her boyfriend are, like, laughing hysterically. Everyone else is like, holy shit. She's like, I'll fix it, I'll fix it, I'll fix it. So she is, she steals the limo. And is drunkenly trying to find a cake, like a baker, yeah, bakery, and then crashes into someone's house. Yep. And despite all that, like there was still no 
oh man, yeah, like I kind of, I guess I messed up. Like not even, you don't even have to get to that point like, hey, may I have a problem? Like you can still justify, oh, it was like one night. There wasn't even like, oh, I messed up. It was like, this is ridiculous. I don't have a problem. I don't need to be in rehab, blah, blah, blah. Because they gave her the option of rehab or jail. Yeah. So she had to complete treatment. But I mean, I thought that was like leading up to that though. Just like, it wasn't like she just got shit-faced at the wedding and fell into this cake. Like to show how bad she was the night before the amount of stuff that they drank, like, on the way there. Um, she did take, like, the Vicodin before she went out. Like, so she did take a pill or two. Yeah. So it was just, like, leading up to that. And I just, like, just that kind of, like, I'll fix it, I'll fix it. Yeah. Like, you could just tell, like, with the family and stuff how many times she's, I'll fix it, I'll fix it. Yeah. Like, but I don't know. I mean, I thought it was good. And then again, like, when she was in the rehab, like, her, you know, writing her boyfriend of, like, I can't be in here. This is ridiculous. Like, it would, you know, basically asking him. Well, she did bring drugs in with her, which they caught, like, when they were going through her stuff. And that's yeah. super common. But for him to, like, sneak more in, which he yeah. does. And just, you know, her, like, fighting tooth and nail to, like, address anything. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, like, I I feel like that's pretty realistic you know depending on everyone like where you're at yeah like yeah absolutely and especially the point uh the her her counselor is steve steve buscemi's character um they put little signs around people's necks that say um confront me if i don't ask for help yeah along with like others depending on like what your deal is yeah so she was the type that would never ask for help with anything and uh steve buscemi's character realized that with her so he was like okay you got to wear the sign everywhere yeah. and they they have different like trust building exercises and like with the other patients and that's all part of the and she's like kind of fighting that along oh, the way as oh, well yeah. <laughs> uh it's so, like the um like the science and stuff that they were was actual like therapy techniques that have been used in rehabs and stuff like that before mm-hmm. um obviously like group sharing and stuff like that is all stuff that you can expect but you know when she finally like breaks down in group she never typically shares and um they were pissed because she had basically left for like an afternoon mm-hmm. with her boyfriend when he came to visit got shit face and then came back and they somehow still accepted her back I yeah well i think that he was gonna send he's like hey you you kind of broke the terms of our agreement so now I have to send you to jail. Yeah. And that's when she kind of realizes, holy shit. Okay. Like, I can't go to jail. I don't like what I did. I don't, I, d- I don't think what I did, I deserve to be in jail for that. Yeah. I think that's when she finally asked for help. Yeah. That was the first time, like the next morning and she's like waiting out in front of the Steve Buscemi's office and she's shaking, which I guess Sandra Bullock would take three shots of espresso anytime yeah. she had to like show the shakes. Yeah. <laughs> no no thank you i'd be like all right i quit acting yeah <laughs> anything not to drink coffee <laughs> i mean i guess i would like if you're not especially if you're not used to it yeah oh, oh i guess she, she waits and you know she shows like you know i can't stop shaking and i like i can't stand to be by myself like i can't stand the quiet mm-hmm. and like there's something wrong with me and i just i don't want to be like this anymore and i think that's when he finally was like okay like she's finally asked for help like but so the group members are pissed that she's back in group and not kicked out which like i'd be fucking pissed too yeah so i think that's when she finally cracks and was just like you know i'm having the worst day of my whole goddamn life and just leave me the fuck alone like give me a fucking break and everyone's like yes 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 i mean like she actually like hey there's been a breakthrough yes she's sharing (laughs) 
and um they have different exercises that they have to do like you know different chores that they have to do throughout uh throughout the facility and there's this one exercise that they have to do where they have to get a horse to trust them enough to let them lift up his 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 hoof to, to clean out um his hoof and everything and uh, they show everyone struggling throughout the entire movie trying to do this and there's like a horse can tell whether you're bullshitting or not yeah they need to know that you're sincere in what you're gonna do and (laughs) sandra bullock is actually like allergic to horses (laughs) (laughs) so i can only imagine how that how (laughs) all those scenes were were for her it was probably not great but vigo mortensen was probably in his element yeah because he ends up uh, he ended up taking, because he was in that movie Hidalgo. Yeah. He bought that horse. Pretty sure he got the horses, or one of the horses from Lord of the Rings. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. He's a horse guy. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Like, geez. And, like, you fully expect his character and Sandra Bullock's character to get together. And there's definitely chemistry there. But... Yeah. But I, I kind of liked that they didn't have them get together, which yeah. I think is much more realistic. Plus, that's also, like can't fraternize with anyone else in oh God, I have the facility all the time <laughs> i it has to happen oh, you know it does time. it's Which not it's a no-no but typically like like every rehab is structured differently um but typically you have like either a floor just for like say floor just for women or a wing just for women one just for men mm-hmm. so like at night and stuff like you can't just go to the room next door or whatever. Yeah. So like, and and sometimes like you don't even share common areas with the opposite gender. Mm-hmm. Um. So that one was kind of like, and and it happens like that rehab that they were showing was actually filmed at a, a local YMCA, which is a fucking fancy YMCA. Yeah. And they were actually it was still open and functioning while they were were, <laughs> were filming, so they were still like YMCAing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, there's, th- like, the one guy, which I think was, like, one of the sex addicts, was every time she went to go use the elevator. Yeah. Just him and some other chick, like, screwing. Mm-hmm. And, like, throughout the entire movie, he's, like, trying to get in her pants. Yeah. And uh, it's just ridiculous. But I guess in in certain rehabs, the sex addicts would use the handicapped elevator thinking, that there's no way we'll get caught here. <laughs> and it's like, yes, yes, you will. <laughs> Addicts. Yeah, but I like that the end though like you said obviously she realizes like hey I need to get my shit together and I think it was like the second or third time like her boyfriend comes to go visit her they go out in, like the lake he tries to propose and bring shit and she's like no like yeah. this is ridiculous like no this is dumb this is ridiculous like you understand that like I can't mm-hmm. we can't live the life that we used to and she tries to like go out to dinner with him to like again have that serious conversation of like listen like now that I'm out, things need to change. Like, I'm really not that same type of person. And he just, like, doesn't get it. Yeah. Like, at all. And so she leaves the restaurant. And he's, like, you know, they're arguing, chasing her chasing her out of, like, what's going on. Like, I'll change whatever. And she sees, like, the, the police force there. Mm-hmm. And just is so frustrated. And she's just like, you know, I need a sign. Like, I need something. And goes down and lifts up the hoof. Which, of course, he's like, why is this? Yeah. What are you doing? Because she's, like, kind of talking to herself about what she has to do to concentrate on getting this horse to, like, trust her enough to let her lift his hoof. And her boyfriend is just like, what in the fuck is going on? And she takes that as, like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I'll be okay. But um, 
Yeah, I think that's it was a nice way to kind of wrap it up. Yeah. And know that like she's strong enough now on her own. She can be okay by herself and she and her sister finally reconciled as well because their family session didn't go so well. No. Yeah. I think it was like it because they do flashbacks like every time that she has like a like struggles really bad, like in treatment um of their mom being like a blackout drunk, like terrible mother. Basically, they ended up finding her dead. She, like, drank herself to death. Yeah. Um, But you could kind of tell, like, which is very common, like, you either, you know, kind of struggle with addiction yourself or kind of fall down, like, a similar path. Or you do the complete opposite where, like, you're such a control freak and, Mm -hmm. like, you're such a hard ass and that kind of stuff. And everything has to be, like, kind of perfect, which is what her sister ended up being like. Yeah. You know, but it was, yeah. So they kind of, like, they reconcile that. I think her sister finally accepts that, like, she's taking it seriously. and Yeah. And that you was, know. like, the scene where they finally reconciled. That's where I teared up. Where, because, like, she, after, um, pretty sure it's after she, Gwen ruins the wedding cake that her sister said, like, you are um, you make it impossible to love you. Yeah. So I think it's a very harsh thing to say to someone. Yeah. And I know she was probably saying it in anger and all that kind of stuff. But still, very harsh. And... After their family session doesn't go well, um, there's one point where Gwen calls her, I think, after the fact, saying, like, I need you. Yeah, it was when I think she was, um, I think, trying to not climb out her freaking window to get the bike in she had thrown out. And, I don't know, a couple other things happened. Mm -hmm. But um, Gwen is sitting out by the lake, and I think it's around the time that she's about to be released. Yeah. And her sister comes and visits. And, ooh, no, it was after um, Azura Sky's character committed suicide. Uh, that That's why she called. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I thought was uh, super depressing. She had, she was having this, that character was having a rough time. Uh, she had gone to rehab a couple times. Yeah. And she was also very young. I think heroin was her, her thing. Yeah. And... She is, she's done her time and then she's about to be released and she's like upset. She's like very agitated. She's trying not to get attached to anyone. I think she was trying to leave early too. Well, she was packing up early. Yeah. Was, um, yeah. And she, she had, had no bo- family visitor though. Yeah. She like, was like upset that no one came to visit for um the family session. And then someone sends her like a, kind of like a sock monkey type stuffed animal and in that was someone smuggled heroin to her yeah and then she ends up ODing unfortunately and so after that she calls Gwen calls her sister Gwen's out in the lake very upset obviously and she and her sister finally reconcile and they're both kind of like breaking down and then her sister says to her, like, oh, no, Gwen's like, I'm sorry that I make it impossible to love me. Yeah. She's like, you make it impossible for me not to love you. And I was like, I'm proud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not proud to admit it. Oh. But yeah. I had the feels. Stupid. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I mean, that's why like, I was actually really surprised that it wasn't that well received by critics. Like I said, I mean, I think it did a a relatively good job. You know, if you're not going to try to get as serious as 
other movies do and really dark into it. Like I thought it was like, a good medium to bring up like the, just the whole process. Yeah, of, like, like I don't think it did a disservice. No, you know, I don't think it did a disservice to rehab and recovery or anything like that. And I don't think every movie about that topic has to be as dark as you know, Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> but I think you can. Like, I think for with Requiem for a Dream, it's kind of like very, very harsh reality of being in the throes of addiction, but yeah. not Seeking what, recover, what recovery is for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, and then 28 Days is on the other side of it. Like, yeah, you didn't see all of the shit that she's gone through while she's been fucked up. You saw a little glimpse of it. Yeah. But this is. I think you got you got like a strong enough idea. Yeah, I mean, she worked a fucking limo through a house, which I think is like when you think if you really really think about if you know someone or heard about someone that they got so fucked up that they trashed someone's wedding, like your their sister's wedding, and then drove a limo into someone's house, you'd be like, "Wow, Wow. that person has a problem." Yeah, there's no question about it. Like, yeah, and like I think just because. It's Sandra Bullock. They were like, well, no one can take this seriously. Yeah. But I don't think she did it. I thought she did a good job. No, I thought I thought she did a great job. I really do. Um, you know, it sounds like she tried to prep for it as best as she could, you know, to make sure, like, she was portraying it and the whole recovery thing, and the process of it, you know, well. And I don't know. I mean, I, th- I thought they did a good job with it. I thought they did a good job with, like I said, her recognizing why she needed help and just the way that she was like, you know, I can't be by myself and I can't be in silence like I can't be in silence I can't shut my brain down like it's just so loud I just can't and like that hit home like a couple of things that she said and what she was experiencing like hit home for me you know because it was pretty accurate to what some of those like experience with it but then I think she got a good she got a good idea of actually experiencing addiction as a whole because you know that girl who ended up overdosing like they were roommates and when she was trying to get her to be like, you know, yeah, like you're completing treatment. Like, why are you packing early? Like, this is great. Not understanding, like, why she wasn't too happy about it. And the girl could just kind of like, you know what? Like, when you want to, tr- like, try to complete or leave early, like, 13 different rehabs and overdose amount of times to the point where, like, your family doesn't come see you and, like, nobody gives a shit about you. Like, then come talk to me about this. Like, yeah. this isn't easy. Um, and unfortunately, you know, ended up killing her. And I think that was kind of like a harsh smack in the face for... Gwen's character mm-hmm. that like yeah recovery is possible and I have a ton of support but like this shit can be really silly you don't always go through treatment once and get it yeah it's, you know it's it's a lot a lot of work and it's not like you do your 28 30 days and you're done it's it can be it's a it's a lifelong journey yeah it's a lifelong struggle um once you're in recovery you're never out of recovery nope and I think that's um, some people think might think I don't know for sure that that recover like rehab might just be like a quick and easy fix. They'll realize that uh, it takes change. Like you literally have to change everything, which is why it is very hard for people to ask for help because it's embarrassing and it's shameful, and you don't want to sit there and talk about some of the shit that you've done and relive that. Um, but you know you can't go it alone. Like yeah. you have to have supports. You just have to. Um, yeah. It is, but there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't. I mean, 
I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, the conversations that they had for people when they were leaving. Again, like you said, making sure like you yeah. do, like if medians are your thing and you want to do 12 steps, you know, make sure that you get a sponsor. You do 90 and 90, like you keep up on it. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that we talked about, like for your stuff personally, like you need to follow through with it. And um, I loved, uh, was it um, Alan? Oh, Alan Tudor Gerhardt? Yeah. <laughs> Ger- I loved his character. He's like, <laughs> poor guy's basically just like, not overly concerned, but pretty concerned of like, he's serious about it and you could tell like he wants to like keep doing the right thing once yeah, he's he wants to do it right <laughs> so he's kind of like trying to beat around the bush of like when can i when can i fuck again like when can i be in a relationship yeah and steve Buscemi's character is like listen like my rule of thumb is once you're once you're gone get a plant and after the first year that plant's still alive get a pet and after that year if the pet's still alive like then you're ready to be able to date and you could just see like the just pain in his face. Yeah, he's like, he's like, okay, <laughs> I'll do it, but I, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. You know, <laughs> one of those things. So like, they don't really get. I mean, I'm assuming it would probably be then, like two years later. Yeah, they didn't do like a. Yeah, they didn't do a, a strict two years later. So, but you could just it's just Sandra Bullock's character, just you know, kind of chilling downtown, walking around or whatever. Mm-hmm. She goes into a plant shop and she can just hear hear him like arguing with the plant shop. Like, you gave me a defective plant. Like, I've talked to it. I sang to it. I read to it. I've done everything. He was like, did you water it? You gave me a defective plant. Yeah. (laughs) just like, I don't think that you realize. Like, I think you're just trying to deny the fact that you you gave me a bad plant. Defective. And he's there. He's got like the dead fern or whatever the fuck it was. Spider plant in one hand. And then he's got this sad English bulldog on the end of the leash on the other. And Gerhardt sees Gwen and they they hug and whatever. He's just like she he's so sad. She's like, Oh well, you know, the dog's all alive. He's like, I don't even think he likes me. <laughs> but I love though just again, like he's still taking it seriously, he's still trying and just like when he saw her in that moment where he was really struggling because he was taking this this plant so seriously mm-hmm. that you know like oh my gosh i let this one thing die like i can't move on with anything like just the relief of seeing a familiar face yeah of like going through something like that with and i'm just like what are you doing here and just see which is a crier like, it was just super emotional like yeah. just breaking down it was, it was so cute oh, and his his fork monologue yeah. <laughs> improvised by alan which i think is amazing yes because <laughs> they're little you know, a, st- a stream fork. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! But I, I, I do like the the way that they portrayed different people going through rehab and how they dealt with that. And then if they were released, like there was the one doctor that ended up coming back. Yeah, he had lost his license um, because I think he was using he was using drugs. But was he also having relations with his patients? I honestly don't remember. But um, he I think he would use drugs, and so he ended up coming back. And he was always a cantankerous kind of guy. Yeah. Like, he would, like, yell at everyone. And he was always, like, being mad at Gwen for whatever reason. And when he came back, they kind of were like, she's like, hey, I need your help with something. And they, when they were getting ready for Azura Sky's, her character's release, they put together a little skit based off of her favorite soap opera. Yeah. And 
you kind of were hopeful that that was going to like help her feel like a little bit better about being released because she had been released so many times and they would always um sing what was it i don't they would always basically was like it lean on me yeah um they would sing lean on me when you're leaving and uh they, she did that and it was really, really nice. And then when Sandra Bullock's character left, they did the Jeremiah was a Bullfrog, yeah. that song. Yeah. Jeremiah was a Bullfrog. And I thought that was, it was cute. The it was way cute. But I, I, too, liked this movie. I thought it was a nice little happy, not happy, but like, you didn't want to kill yourself after watching it, <laughs> which is not like how you felt after Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. So I feel like you have two options that we've presented to you anyway. If you really want to get in the thick of it and immerse yourself and again go through an emotional roller coaster and probably be super depressed after, you can watch Requiem, Requiem for, for a dream. dream. If you want just a very quick snapshot of like the end tale of addiction and recovery, watch twenty eight days. days. <laughs> Not twenty eight days later. That is for zombies. Yes. And Killian Murphy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we have one more movie that we're going to be doing to round out our month of mental health awareness and addiction and recovery. And that will be determined by you, lovely viewers and listeners, mm -hmm. because we don't math well. We can't count. Um, apparently we didn't realize that there are five Wednesdays in this month of September. I mean, it's it's not like a normal occurrence. No. 2020 keeps coming at just I with just happened, surprises. thankfully at work, was looking at my big desk calendar and was like, you, one, two, three, fuck! God, <laughs> God damn it! So um, there's going to be a poll up on Facebook. Um, I think at the time of this airing, it might already be done. If Facebook wants to cooperate. Yes. <laughs> it might not, though. So, check our Facebook to see if the poll is still there um, and if it gives us more than two options. But if there are any suggestions from you guys, let us know. But uh, we're, we're going to have resources for mental health and addiction recovery linked in our description box down below, as well as our fun social medias will also be linked. Um, but yes, lovely. Lovely. Until next time, if you like our vibe, please like and subscribe. And we'll see you in our next episode. Bye-bye.